This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Book delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast covering Ipswich Town since 2015. Um, I'm Richard Woodward and you're tuned into the pre-match show, Bolson Wanderers Home Edition. And joining me today, making his pre-match show debut, Mikey Penty-Smith. Mikey, how are you? And I need to remark that we've both got the same artwork for the benefit of people who are not watching and are listening. Me and Mikey got the hipster artwork. Great to see you, by the way. Long time. Yeah, it has been a long time, Rich. Yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. Um, it's it's good to be back. Um, and yeah, the, the artwork, so I've got the Ipswich Town one on one side and I've actually got a Crystal Palace one on the other um, because we're a split household. It's a two-club household, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But but the room is blue and white. And, the and you're vaguely is... covering it up with your head. You're positioned well. Yeah, I can't help how big my head is, Rich. Um <laughs> Doesn't matter where I put it; it's covering something. No, that's fine. I can do. I I can talk about big heads. Don't worry. And also the shirt. Tell us where the shirt came from as well. I like that. Oh yeah, the shirt is um, from Art of Football. Um, so yeah, it's it's got nine classic Ipswich shirts. Um, yeah, that one. Oh no, that one being the probably my favourite. <laughs> it's, it's, this switches like, you round. People, people it? don't know the the image is mirrored for Mikey and I, so it's like you know we don't know where to point. We shouldn't point. That's rude. Um, so um, oh, it's great to have you. And um, we'll be um, obviously dealing with um, the meat of our agenda as Bolton Wanderers, um, a a team with a very um, complicated history with Ipswich Town, good and bad. I'm sure we'll get onto that shortly. Um, but um, I guess our first off, I need to. Um, um, acknowledge um, that Seb, my usual um, pre-match show partner, is not with us. Um, stuff, um, family bereavement there. So our thoughts um, with Seb and um, wishing him all the very best and to his family as well. Um, he'll be back as soon as he can, but probably a, a week or so um, away for him. So all the best to Seb and um, our thoughts are with you. Um, let's um, let's get on with some news, shall we? 
and i mean we've we've had a live show this week i um, i will plug that again at the end um so go and check out um, ben and joe's um live show from um, wednesday evening um some bits and pieces dealt with there and there was kind of a state of the nation pod i think Ben and Craig basically did six months worth of Ipswich Town history in the last um, few months um, in one pod. So definitely worth checking that out, particularly the latter end of the transfer window, which we've dealt with um, in plenty of detail. So I won't burden Mikey with um, asking him about that. Um, But one thing we need to reflect on, and one thing we've not really talked too much about, um, is how the ICFC women's team go from strength to strength every week. Um, Five wins out of five, Five clean sheets as well. Um, latest result was a 4-0 away win at the, I don't know, the Titans. It was Chichester and Chelsea. Yeah, and yeah. funnily enough, I was actually playing golf down in Goodwood, so I was only a matter of miles away, but unfortunately, oh. yeah, the times didn't, Little didn't did meet you know. up, so I couldn't couldn't go and watch. Um, um, but yeah, another fantastic result for them, and it, de- it definitely helps with the feel-good factor generally around the club, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, I mean, crazy that the men's team still searching for that win. You know, knock on wood, by the time we do the flagship, hopefully that will have changed. But, um, you know, when you consider it's a promotion, we had um, Sophie Peskett on the pod before. I think I've mentioned this before. Well well worth a watch of that um, interview with her. And they were talking about promotion. And you kind of, you're used to, you know, the men's league and and back-to-back promotions, you kind of, deal with with a little bit of incredulity Sophie Peskett three assists by the way in in the most recent match this feels I mean this feels on now doesn't it it's crazy to think about it yeah it definitely does and it is it's nice to see some some big football clubs in that in that league or traditional football clubs from the men's perspective Southampton are, are in there they're they're up near at the top as well Cardiff City are there as well and yeah, they've 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 started really strongly, and I I guess that confidence comes from how well they've done in recent seasons in lower divisions, but also in the cup runs. They've probably beaten teams that are in leagues above and sort of realised that actually we're just as good as these, if not better. So that's probably why they've gone into this season completely unfazed by the opposition, despite it being a step up or two. Mm. And maybe it maybe it isn't a step up for them. Whether that's mm. maybe that's the whole point. So um yeah, good on them. And um you mentioned cups there. The um their fixture this weekend, which is at home. Um so um down at Felixstowe, the Gold Star Ground. So get along to that if you can on Sunday. Um is I think it's their equivalent of the EFL Trophy. Um I think it's the FA um, um National Women's League Cup. So it's not the FA Cup. I think it's a kind of a trophy game, and they play London BC. I think are in the same division. I think they might. Yeah, they're in the same same division. They're sort of mid mid table. But judging by the results in the league so far this season, it's a team that they'll definitely be looking to beat. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it was Crawley Wasps. Sorry, I'm confusing my winged um, <laughs> insects or whatever it is. Um, but they do play them in the league in a couple of weeks' time as well, and they play it. Barnet's ground, which kind of makes sense there with the B situation. So, yeah, yeah, we wish them all the very best for um, a run in that competition and obviously Absolutely. maintaining their league form. And, um, yeah, do do get out and support them. Um, the other bit of news, um, and certainly, you know, this is this is transfer kind of related, um, was Armando Dobra made his Colchester United debut midweek in the, F, um, the Papa John's Trophy, the Pizza Cup, um, as Cole, you went down to Gillingham um, with an assist from... Mustafa Carrier, Mikey, you, you can still find him. Yeah, um, 
your your thoughts on on that loan situation there? Obviously, he's 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 not alone in respect of ex Ipswich players there. But your thoughts on the you know the, the I guess we weren't going to talk about the transfer window, but I'm now going to ask you about the business we done and in, in the context of Dob Rending Cole you. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I think I think Craig and I think Ben touched upon it the other day and said that it, yeah, it's. If he's not if he's not going to get into the Ipswich team, he probably does need to get go out on loan, and at least he's not getting sent up to to Scotland. He can still stay where he is, and um, and he's also familiar with his teammates. That so he maybe feel a little bit more secure in that dressing room. But yeah, just just looking at the highlights from his debut, it's I imagine the Colchester fans now feel exactly the same about Dobra as we do. We're really excited by him and he's the type of player that fans enjoy watching because he dribbles with the ball. He's got lovely tight control and he was fairly direct as well, but he still didn't provide an assist or get a goal, which is, the, which is what Colchester fans and looking at the bigger picture, Ipswich fans are hoping that we'll get from him, get from him as well. Yeah. I mean, he's got to, he's, he's got to be playing really, isn't he? And mm. um, the good thing about him being at Cole U, and not least for the reasons you stated is, um, is that Paul Cook and his team can go and watch him as well, which is helpful. Yeah. And I think he was there on Tuesday night as well. So, um, yeah, we wish Armando Dobra the, the the best of luck at Cole U. And yeah, yeah. as you say, I think, I think one, once he gets a goal, maybe they'll and, a, and an assist, maybe that it'll all start to flow a little bit. Yeah, um, because it, there's definitely a really good player in there, isn't it? It's just just needs to be unlocked at at this yeah. level. That end product, as you say, yeah. Mm. Fingers crossed there. Um, the the final bit of news I've got. I, I'm 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 being selfish, Mikey. There is other there is other news out there, but I'm being selfish because otherwise there'll be nothing to talk about apart from the match on the flagship show. So um, the squad list and all that kind of stuff. We'll deal with that on um on Sunday. Um, new date for the Wickham match. Not that this is a particularly newsworthy item in in respect of comment, but feel free to find an angle on this if you wish. Um, so second in November is so a Tuesday night. Um, after we've been to Plymouth away which is a bit of a faff and then I think it's just before the next international break so I wonder whether if call-ups might come into play for this one as well perhaps and this one might get moved but fingers crossed the kind of popular opinion was Wickham were mad to call this one off um what what was your take Mikey yeah, Richard, as as you know, I was recently at a wedding with Wickham Wanderers legend Matt right. Bloomfield. And I think the mood in the dressing room was that Ipswich are here for the taking um, and they did want to play. But because they had a few injuries and a couple of those players on international duty are, well, one of them is a starter and one of them is a potential starter, they decided that it, the sensible move was was to delay it. But yeah, perhaps if... Yeah, if if they've got more injuries, maybe it could get moved again. But I don't know if there's rules against that. I don't, I'm not sure. And also, Sky might be involved. If if it might be the only EFL game on that night, I'm not sure because it's a, a rearranged game. Um, so yeah, obviously gonna have to think about our logistics, aren't we, Rich? I know that you're not the biggest fan of um, Adams Park for parking. Don't know if you've ever mentioned no. it. No, I don't. It might have come up before. I mean, it's not on my list to do, Mikey. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but it's not too far away for you, is it? But you'd you'd get you'd get the train probably, wouldn't you? And then it's an absolute bitch yeah, to get. No, to. yeah. So I'll I will be driving, but I'm going to try and um, avoid get going into that industrial park yeah. and finding somewhere 
else yeah, to park and and try and walk in like I did like I did last time. Give yourself plenty of time, you know, and and you know, there's obviously special establishments that might want to take some of your money in advance <laughs> of the match as well. Even more reason to leave early. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see how that that pans out for Wickham. Obviously, um, a couple of months for Ipswich to truly gel. By that point, that could be a really exciting tie. That one, so. We shall see. Um, talking of really exciting ties, um, let's um, let's talk about Bolton. And as I said at the start, you know, this is a fixture, Mikey, that in the past has been has been loaded with all kinds of history and intrigue and controversy. Um, it's a bit depressing, I guess, for both sets of supporters for it to be a League One fixture um, in twenty twenty one, but. Nevertheless, here we are. What are your What are your memories of? We've talked about Bolton before. What What's your you know your one special memory from those playoff games? The one The one special memory is obviously uh, um, Royster running through and hitting it early with his left foot, or taking it really wide and then whacking it into the top corner of his left foot. And that's when we knew we were going to Wembley. But yeah, I obviously remember the. The previous season, Kieran Dyer's looping header and thinking, oh, we can still do this. That was incredible. And actually, the, the away leg of that one was my first ever away game um, at the Reebok Stadium, which was a pretty spanking new ground at the time. Mm. And Bolton and Ipswich were two pretty upwardly mobile clubs. Um, and yeah, but yeah, one of the other memories is actually the last time Bolton beat us in the league. I hope that I'm not stepping on your toes here, Rich was uh, when Freddie Bobic scored a hat-trick and Bolton sent us down from the Premier League. They haven't Ooh. beaten us in the league since then. Is that true? Wow. Yeah. I mean, we lost in the Cup, didn't we? Didn't yeah, they we beat think? us in the Cup in 2005. Um, back, yeah, when Tommy Miller was our talisman. Um, but yeah, they haven't... I mean, we haven't played them loads since then, but... Um, oh, well, I was going um, I've, I've to... I've got the head-to-head stats, so we... Given you've brought it up, Mikey, I'm going to test you on this one then. So, um, in total, how many games is it? Um, all maths, all bad. It's something. It's 40, 46 games, I think. And this is going to be really crap when I when someone does the actual maths when I give you the results here. But percentage wise or wins wise out of those, um, well, is I think history on our side. Do you think before? Well, yeah, because I think because obviously Ipswich was so good in the the 70s and 80s I don't know if, have, have Bolton ever really been like a dominant side in the fairly modern era because I know that they were really really good back in back way way back before Ipswich would have been a top flight club when was um, the so era of Nat Lofthouse I'm thinking yeah. 60s was it Bolton maybe. that was it Bolton that Frank Worthington scored yeah. that amazing goal I think that was a good yeah so that would have been yeah. 70s, 80s, wouldn't it? But yeah, I think Ipswich definitely got the upper hand on this one. I'd, I'd say it's probably around 50% Ipswich wins. Yeah. So it's, um, and, and again, I'm not prepared here, but you're right. It's it's 21 wins for Ipswich, 13 wins for Bolton, 12 draws. And that includes the the playoff semifinals as well, actually. Um, mm. So yeah, so definitely historically, um, it's a fixture which has favoured um, the Blues. Um, I'll, I'll add in here my kind of intro because I think it's we really need to get ourselves up to speed with Bolton in the modern era. It's a it's a very different kind of beast compared to what we were dealing with Sam Allardyce and you know 
um, all of the Icelandic players that um, in the playoffs. Um, you know, the Trotters is an interesting nickname. I didn't really find how that came about. Um, no, but it, I liked it when Liam Trotter played for them, though. <laughs> yeah, convenient. I felt like that was a good fit. Um, and I think I, I kind of, um, for the benefit of people who are watching on um, listening, um, rival is there. I've gone with Wigan, which I think is probably more of a present thing. Um, Barry Knight, I'm sure, couldn't walk the streets of Bolton even now, if even if he wanted to. Um, but um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the last time we played them. Though we've, we've got that um, the five nil Ipswich win at the the University of Bolton Stadium. It's not as it's not as easy to say as the Reebok Stadium, is it? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really kind of at the point where there was there was a, a really low ebb at, at Bolton. Um, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But under Ian Everett, um, who came in last year, um, a third place finish in League Two under him. Um, in fact, I think you might recall, Mikey, that they started their their campaign last season with four consecutive defeats in League mm. Two. It's quite, I remember it being quite a talking point. And then they went on five wins on the, on the spin. And I think I think he got manager month three times last season in League Two for them. Um, yeah, they were a little bit. Looking back, they were a little bit patchy. They they seemed to have spells where they were losing every week, and then I think in February and April they won every game. Um, so yeah. yeah, maybe quite a streaky team. Maybe of the mould of Bristol City from a few yeah. years ago. Streaky Ian, as we like to call him. <laughs> um, and the, I guess it, we'll start talking about um, arrivals and, and key players. And I'm I'm loath to do this because I've got history here, but we'll um we've we found another way to deal with that. I mean, the two players that I picked out here in terms of key business in the summer, some you know eight incomings um and a, and a loan as well. Um, not too many players going out. Um, but the two players I picked out, Josh Sheehan, who was in the league two player um team of the season for Newport, who lost in the the playoff final against Morecambe, and George Johnson. I li- I listed him because he's he's had quite. He's quite still quite young, but quite an um, early career in the Liverpool Academy. Um, went off to Feyenoord, um, and from whom he signed in the summer, on a, I think, on a free transfer, um, but had been on loan at Wigan. Um, so he's a defender. Um, so there's two kind of key bits of of business there. Um, but Mikey, you want to talk about um, the manager, don't you? Yeah. So Ian Everett is a relatively young manager. So he's 39 years old. So I I looked up his former former teams and came across Chesterfield, and he was actually Paul Cook's captain at Chesterfield. I think it was Cook that actually appointed him captain. Oh wow! Um, And he was there for a number of years and had a lot of success. Obviously, enjoyed success with Paul Cook and potentially um, Richardson as well. And so I had a look at the formation that Bolton play, and they play four-two-three-one in quite a similar oh. fashion to Paul Cook. Um, so yeah, I don't know if it's inspired by, carried out by, um, but yeah, it certainly looks like Paul Cook has has made a positive impression on Everett. Um, so yeah, it could be quite an interesting one on the touchline on on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, two teams that might cancel each other out yeah quite potentially yeah because I, I, I think they i think they do exactly the same in, in respect to the fullbacks yeah the on. fullbacks play really high um for bolton and then they've got yeah quite a, a languid number 10 and then they're more dangerous attackers playing playing off the flanks yeah so the um, captain is that is that number 10 uh, anthony's um Sovet, uh, Sar- Sar- yeah. Sarkovic, I think. yeah thank you yeah um 
six foot one number 10 um mm. you know 400 career appearances but mostly in the kind of lower leagues but um one goal so fast played six out of six um but really it's that kind of um josh sheehan has kind of really made that impact from midfield um two goals for him um but there is quality throughout this team and you know do you remember here's a name for you um owen doyle um who at one point was at Swindon and and was basically on a like a one goal a game ratio. I think yeah. it was what was it? I've I've dug out the numbers. I think it was twenty nine league appearances that season and twenty five goals for Swindon and signed for for Bolton last summer and has continued that scoring record. He's got I think the joint scorers league scorers have got two each. So Doyle's one of those. Josh Ian's another. And another player um, who's got some real pedigree as well is Dapo Affaline, um, ex-West Ham youngster. He's got two goals as well. So there is, similar to Ipswich, there is threat amongst this Bolton team. Um, any other players that you'd pick out, Mikey, or any... Um, uh, yeah, K- uh, so, yeah, I don't think Sheehan played in the last game, K- Kieran Lee. No, he's in the um, Welsh squad. Okay, they've got a lot of Welsh players. It's like the Ipswich team from a couple of years ago, isn't it? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so Ke- is it Kieran Lee or Kieran Lee? I think it's Kieran Lee, isn't it? He's very, very experienced midfielder. Um, just, I think he's one of those midfielders that maybe isn't the best footballer. He's just a very good goal scorer, just good at timing his runs and a good finisher. Um, and he should have scored the other night. They had a, a dodgy goal disallowed against Burton. Yeah. They absolutely dominated that game. And if you look at the possession stats, I know that possession doesn't, doesn't doesn't tell us everything, but they dominate the ball against everyone in this league. Yeah, like we're 75%. talking 75% possession, yeah, which is just incredible, isn't it? So Ipswich, I think, against AFC Wimbledon had 58% possession on. So we, we tend to have more of the ball at home, but it will be interesting to see whether that's the case against Bolton or whether we let them play play deep and then try and hit them on the counter-attacks. We'll obviously, yeah. we'll probably have Bond back in in the team so we can be a bit more direct. It is it's nicely poised, this game, isn't it? I mean, Bolton, again, using another metric that is going to incite some comments or loud exhalations of breath, um, on the XG4 league table, as in a league table sequenced by the team's accumulated XG in their matches so far, Bolton are top of the league on that stat and, and and suggest they create good quality chances is, is the shorthand on that 1.54 XG per, per game really. Mm. Um, but the majority of that is made up of, the, of their form at home where it's 1.9. So almost, yeah. you know, two expected goals a game at home, which sounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, they, they drew their first two games three all. Yeah. Um, and they haven't scored in their last two. So I wonder whether the, yeah, maybe the goals, maybe they were outscoring their XG a little bit to begin with. But yeah, you know, and, or so, maybe, but... maybe Everett's kind of in a similar situation to Paul Cook, which is how do I get more points by, you know, do I score more th- than the opposition or do mm-hmm. I try and shut up shop the other end? And maybe he's done the latter and that has maybe stifled some of their creativity and or, or creative intent i mean as you say the bolton and burton game just crazy stats you mentioned the possession 25 shots 14 corners but only <laughs> one big chance and that yeah. was i think 
the 30th minute effort that was ruled out eventually mm. for offside. So it, it feels like, you know, as you mentioned, they've, you know, they've got two wins under their belt so far, um, nine goals for eight against, but it does feel like two similar teams who are still finding, it's, it seems weird to say it for Ipswich, but finding their feet in league one, maybe, I don't know. Well, yeah, I think, I think it, it, Probably is that yeah they're trying to trying to find what they're all about because obviously drawing three all twice in their first two games really sh- that reeks of a team that is doing some things really well but maybe but maybe really lacking in other areas and like you say maybe Ebert is trying to compensate um, like Paul Cook is but yeah it just sh- just goes to show how how disappointing our results have been that <laughs> yeah. Bol- Bolton are trying to find their feet with this squad, which is packed full of what I call good League Two talent and players that are trying to make that step up into League One, maybe with a couple of experienced heads from that have played a little bit higher as well. And they're on nine points and we're on, what is it, four? Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does feel like that. Yeah, I, I spot on. Um, so it, we, it's, it's a really fascinating one. We'll come on to score prediction shortly because I'm... I, I, I really, I haven't got a clue like what no. what this score could be. Maybe it's going to be three all. I don't know. Maybe it could be nil nil. Do you know what I mean? It could be anything. Probably going to be two all, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. But that would be consistent, wouldn't it? At least. I mean, in terms of the line, the lineups, we've we've said there that it's likely a four two three one, and and assuming that he hasn't come back with any issues following international duty, Josh Ian will probably um, join Jordan Williams in the centre of midfield, and then. You know this this front four, which I think is pretty much an ever present. Um, you know, Dapo off a line on the off the left. Um, Sarsevic, is that what we're going with? Um, yeah, Captain I was reading it as Sarkovic, but Sarkovic um, sounds better. Yeah, yeah, we'll that. and he's actually English, so <laughs> he is, <laughs> I yeah. think we can butcher his surname. Well, yeah, um, we won't be, we won't be the first or the last to do that. No. Um, Lloyd Isgrove is, is off the right, and then Doyle, aforementioned Doyle. Um, there up front um but there is you know um another name that um i don't know what's happened whether that there's an issue with injury but um kachunga is a great name um has two assists so far i don't know whether that he's not included did he play against burton i'll just check the lineup there um no he didn't so i wonder whether he's he's an injury there maybe isgrove and should have done a little bit more research there on him um but another name just to chuck in there well, I've got two names, Mikey, for you. One is Gethin Jones, purely because he's a namesake for the TV personality, not, nothing <laughs> yeah. else. Um, but someone to at the other end of the field who I think is having a, an important season for them um, is Ricardo Almeida Santos, um, posing centre back, you know, in a similar, you know, that kind of Allardyce model, really, of that big physical imposing backline that he had. Um, signed from Barnett last year, only 26, but is really impressing on the right side of defence. Um, so, so there's some names to look out for. Mm. We've kind of given you, you know, expect similar uh, style of play and a similar tactical situation to Paul Cook's Ipswich. Um, what's your thoughts, Mikey, on on what Cook might do? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously they've they've had this this two weeks, and I don't know whether they've played behind closed doors match to try and get Edmondson some time out on the pitch. I don't know whether 
I don't don't know what the story is with Chaplin at the moment. Is there a chance that he could come back in? Yeah, I'm not sure. But the thing is, is that, that I think it's unlikely that Edmondson will will just come in cold. I think have off the back of an injury. I think this might be the first time we see him in the squad. But I think the most interesting thing is what what Cook will do with the the number ten and the centre forward situation because obviously Bon, you'd say was well he was undroppable wasn't he He was absolutely yeah, on fire but he had that that little niggle so they took him out but they said it it wasn't anything serious so he's he's good to go good to go this month yeah player of the month goal of the month as well for goodness sake that should have been in the news he's, why didn't i do that That's, there you go news well there we go yeah macaulay bond goal of the month and to be fair we although we haven't had a win we've already scored some really nice goals haven't we we've, like we haven't really scored any I know we've scored a, a penalty, but aside from that, they've all been pretty nice goals. Um, but yeah, I think Pig, I thought Piggott led the line fairly well against Wimbledon. And I think he arguably had a better game than Fraser, but then does Piggott work in the number 10? I think he's probably going to stick with Fraser and play play Bond through the middle, isn't he, Rich? What do you think? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the big question for, I, I think Bond will, Bond has to, if he's fit, has to play for me. Hmm. Um, I, I I'm really conflicted about Scott Fraser. I like the idea of Scott Fraser. Yeah. Um, and I just feel sorry for him that he's kind of had to play across that kind of attacking midfield three rather than just establish that number 10 position as his own, which he was very happy to do at MK Dons. And, you know, we talked about this, I think, at the start of one of the earlier pre-match shows, probably the MK Dons game, was Fraser liked to drift naturally out to the left, but you know, he had that number 10 position. And I just wonder whether we just need to be a little bit more flexible with that setup um mm. it'd be interesting to see whether chaplin comes in there's not been a huge amount of chat at the time of recording no. about his situation hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, I guess the big question really is about the central midfield pair, Mikey, where 
you know, if we if you can recall back to to AFC Wimbledon and even before that, um, you know, the issues we've had with particularly Lee Evans hasn't had a great last few weeks. He had a pretty decent start from walk-up game. I, th- I thought he was one of the best players, but to me, that central midfield pairing just doesn't work. And Morsi's obviously the long-term solution there with a yeah. bit more fight and fight. But I wonder whether Carroll might get a chance. Yeah, again, but, but, but he didn't even come on against Wimbledon, did he? Which just makes me think, yeah, may, maybe Cook will be quicker to move to the plan B if it isn't working in midfield this time. Maybe he'll, he'll have learnt from, I don't know if you want to call it, learning from his mistakes. But the midfield... Harper in particular looked dead on his feet after about an hour, didn't he? So maybe maybe he needs to plan for that change to happen and maybe a, a change of shape for the, for the last half an hour. But then it all depends on what the score is at, at that time. But but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Carroll at some point. Um, and like you, I, I, I want Fraser to work as well. I think his, his problem so far for me has just been, he just seems to run into cul-de-sacs a little bit and he's very weak. And, and he's incredibly slow, but I don't think his lack of pace. Well, he's not. He's not slow thinking. He's just. He's just. He just doesn't have any pace. But with Bon, if we've got Bon up front, and then we've got Edwards on one flank and Burns on the other, we've got plenty of pace. We don't need a front four that are absolutely rapid. You probably That's do true. need a player that can, that just thinks thinks quicker than everyone else and can can see those passes and the game slows down around him. But I think yeah, we've seen a little bit too much of him being played in behind and then just being caught and then not really knowing what to what to do with it but yeah, yeah I think we probably will stick with Evans and Harper and, and in, I think that's probably what I would do because I think that they're the two that maybe it's it's the we've got quite an attacking front four so maybe they're like the safest options maybe I'm playing playing a little bit too safe because Carol is a is a fantastic footballer but and he's he's good at getting the ball off the back four. So yeah, maybe he could play the Evans role. But you feel like if anyone's going to come out, it's probably going to be Harper, isn't it? I think you're right. I, yeah, because Evans appears. Uh, you know, we were we were saying after the Morgan game, he's got that good knack of knowing where to be mm. when we're in a defense def- in a defensive phase. Albeit when he's sometimes got there, he's made the wrong choice with the pass and. Sold Haladki short. I mean, we we haven't talked about the goalkeeper yet. Presumably, Walton for you. Oh yeah, of course. Comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it would it would be it would be really strange if we brought in another goalkeeper and then they decide not to play him. Um, you never know. Stranger yeah, things have happened. Stranger but, things have happened. Uh, I, I think you're right that Harper's defensive um, sensibilities, I don't think, are as good as Evans is, and I think that's. It's therefore Carroll versus Harper, mm. I think, for that for midfield position. I think you're right there. Um, but it's it's intriguing how it's going to pan out. Um, I, I quite like your idea of Piggott at the number 10. And just to, um, with Bon ahead of him, I think I could, Piggott was definitely a little bit more withdrawn. And because there was no one running beyond him, which at least in a central position, there was a lot of people bombing on down the flanks. Mm. But I think Bon and Piggott might work quite well as a, as that pair, as you said. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but I like Fraser. I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. And the thing that's working in his favour is, despite the fact he doesn't seem to make a huge amount of an impression on the match, uh, on the on the 90 minutes, he will still find a way to make a contribution. There will still yep. be an assist or a yep. pre-assist, which is mm-hmm. another, that's the, the hat-trick ball of crappy kind of um, modern football um, <laughs> sayings that I've managed to get in there. Um, 
But uh, yeah, I think he's got that position. He knows that position quite well. So we shall see. Dare I ask for a score prediction then, Mikey? Um, yeah, I think I think this one will be one-one. One all. Okay. Yeah, but I think we're going to equalise, and it's going to feel like a point gained. Okay, maybe a last minute equaliser for us for a change. Yeah. Okay. Are you are you gonna are you gonna talk us through who's gonna score for the opposition again? <laughs> yeah. So so what I yeah let me let me um let me put up Seb's graphic because I've I've got to do that. No trick is it knowledge, education, don't, you know. Quality production there from Seb. Um, <laughs> so what I think I I will do and I think I talked about this last time around is rather than say it out loud and possibly therefore enact the curse i will send the name to mikey right now so we've got a time stamped message on whatsapp that we can screenshot if we want to so and to be fair the name has come up if you if you fancy um having a punt at one of the many names that we've talked about um then um you can call my bluff here but um there we go mikey there's a name for you and i and i am going to go for I'm going to go for a very narrow Ipswich win. I'm going to go for a 2-1. So there you go. Because I kind of feel like if I keep predicting narrow victories, eventually one will happen. <laughs> so we'll go for that. We'll go for 2-1. Um, yeah. Should we... You know, the, 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 sorry, the play that you've gone for, Rich, is celebrating his birthday on Saturday. There you, well, there you go. So I didn't say anything, listeners and all watchers, but Mikey, therefore, has drawn a little there. Mikey's pulled it a strand there. So direct your feedback to Mikey um, yep. if you figure out who it is. And if if I'm right, I might be wrong. Um, so we shall see. Um, before we move on from Bolton, should we just talk about this this 5-0? You've dug out, have you dug out the team, Mikey, from that that day? To and just to, some context before we talk about the lineup and how many players have moved on since for both teams. Yeah, um, so yeah, we were, we were playing 4-4-F in two at this hey. time. Um, we had um, Thomas Holy in goal. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Um, now third choice. Yeah, yep. Kenlock, Kenlock was left back, now third in the choice. Squad. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Wilson and Chambers at centre-backs, a nice centre-half partnership. Solid. Vincent Young played right right back. Um so yeah, that, I think that that must have been when that might have even been his debut. Now I no. mention it. Oh really? I'm, no, he wasn't. I'm gonna have to look that up. Leave that with me. Keep going. I'll leave that one with you. Uh, Guion Edwards um, was right midfield. Skews and Downs were in the middle. Judge on the left and Jackson and Norwood up front. And at the time, we were saying, "What a team this is for League One." We had Hughes you coming are, off the right, bench. By the way, that was we great. had uh, Giorgio. On loan from Spurs, who we were really oh, yeah. excited about at this time. Um, Danassian and Wolfenden were were on the bench, and obviously there's a chance that they'll be involved. Um, I'll I'll quickly list the names from Bolton, but I'm actually fairly certain that none of these are st- uh, are in the in the squad just, now because Bolton were playing you, youngsters, weren't they? Yeah, just before you do that, just to remind people what what Bolton's predicament was at the time. Yeah. And you were right about Vincent Young. That was his debut. Um, Bolton had conceded five goals. Um, for that This game was the third match in a row that they'd conceded five. Um, they were in the middle of a takeover that wasn't happening. Um, 
Phil Parkinson and his assistant, Steve Parkin, quit in the midweek prior to the match. The lowest attendance, 5,454 in their 22-year history at the, at the stadium. And they were threatened with expulsion from the league if they failed to complete the takeover or show credible plans by the Tuesday after that match. And they'd had match postponements, didn't they? Because they yeah. didn't want to exhaust these youngsters. So mm. if you, if I dig up the last lineup from the Burton game, if you yep. list these players, I will, well, I will let, let you know if any just, of them... Just on that, if you, if you told Bolton fans then that they'd be playing Ipswich in League One in September 2021, they'd be absolutely buzzing about it, wouldn't they? Like We've yeah. talked about how far both clubs have fallen, but they, they'd have taken that. Um, so they had uh, Remy Matthews in goal, who's no longer there. So the back four was Brockbank, Lowe, Zuma and White. Seems to recall Zuma was quite impressive. Um, Murphy, Graham. They were playing 4-2-3-1 as, then as well. Murphy and Graham. Then it was Darcy, Weir, King, H- Hames. So he's Welsh, so... Maybe he's still kicking about. Um, and then Sterling was up front. And just looking at the bench, there was Hereford, Lockett, Boone, Brown, Senior, who, yeah, ironic surname for him, Alexander, Riley and Richards. But you're looking at the squad numbers for the, the subs. You wouldn't be surprised if they're playing in the, yeah. the Northern wow. Conference now. Two years is a long time in football. And, so I'm guessing, yeah. Rich, none of those match up to their last game. At least on surnames, um, I couldn't find them in the lineup. Certainly, yeah. um, but they might be in the wide. They might be in the bigger squad. And to be fair to them, mm. they were all sixteen and seventeen, weren't they? So, um, you know, yeah, they might still be looking to break through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They probably still need to make a proper debut, which isn't yeah. forced upon them. It's been imposed yeah. upon them. Um, Se- senior is still junior. Senior studio, love that. Good stuff. So there you go. That's Bolton. Um, so um interested to get any views on Bolton in the comments as well. Um, any predictions in advance of the match, we'll call those out later on. Um, on the flagship, maybe or next week. Um, but yeah, very nicely poised, very intriguing fixture and prospects on the weekend. Um, Mikey, let's move on to um football room one oh one. And worth saying, congratulations to Seb. Um, I mean, it was a slam dunk. I kind of set him up. I felt, you know, I felt sorry for him after, you know, losing two out of two. And he's now got it back to level. So you are playing on his behalf. These are scores that will go to Seb. So I hope you've got your A game, Mikey. Um, But half and half scarves into room 101. I don't think that's particularly controversial. And, And I tried to, I tried to banish transfer deadline day to the skip, the football scrap heap. There's always a bit of, you know, I was always onto the loser there. So, yeah. And and that's the first time you've seen the intro. You said you've heard it. You enjoyed the music. Yeah. But now the noises make sense. It's, it's, yeah, it's really brought it to life, Rich. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's brought it to life. Um, I, I will let you go first. Visitors, uh, you know, visitors go first. Okay. So the, what I want to banish into Room 101 is fairly specific. And I'm sure that, Every single person that's listening to this podcast or watching this video has heard it before at Portman Road. 
It's the shout of, get rid of the bloody thing, when the team is passing the ball around at the back. And then when it does inevitably get lumped forward at some point, stop giving the bloody ball away. <laughs> it's best in a Suffolk accent. I've also heard it at Selhurst Park in a Mockney accent. Um, but yeah, I, I, re- I just... I get really frustrated by it. And and you see it at youth football as well, where parents are telling the goalkeeper and the defenders to just kick it, kick it long. No, come on. <laughs> Let's up. just keep the ball. <laughs> Otherwise, both teams are just going to get... Like it just, it just ruins the game if both teams are bashing it long. We've seen enough of that under Mick McCarthy. Um, who, will, who just add in, yeah, he was a fantastic manager for us, and we did play some nice attacking football under him as well. There you go. Well, I don't like it. My, my, my God, just it's that. Do this that I'm telling you to do, which is against everything that you're taught to do as a footballer. And then when you do it, and and for some reason, when you aimlessly kick it forward, it doesn't land at the feet of one of our players, you have a go at them for that as well. So it's more sort of just negativity based on a lack of football knowledge. Wow. I, I, you need to help me because I've got about 18 characters to get into the Twitter poll where we put this out for vote. So I need to find the wording for it. But I totally get where you're coming from. I, I mean, I'm, I was guilty of this. When I started watching football, particularly as a a teenager who thought they knew everything, you'd kind of shout tactical stuff. And and I think when you grow up a little bit and realise that we, there's pretty much we don't know anything. You know, we're observers from afar, and people who have had years of training and coaching and experience probably know better than we do. Um, Yeah, you stop doing that stuff. The thing is that that, don't get me wrong. There is there is a time to just put your foot through the ball or or put it put it into the stand, put it into touch. You can take the sting out of the game, but there's nothing better than seeing a a, like a six foot five centre back (laughs) do a Cruyff turn and actually pull it off and take it round a couple of players. I know that now and again it goes wrong and we (laughs) all concede a goal, but when it's when it works, it's so great to watch. It's one of the best things in football is seeing a seeing a team beat the press or just play it out nicely from the back or dribble out of it it's great but it's i guess what you're what you're picking on not not picking on sorry you are making reference to i need to be careful with my language here because i'll be accused of seb accuses me of trying to influence people on the vote which obviously failed last time around um it's the contradictory shouts that come out from the terrace contradictory negative shouting from a position of minimal knowledge or experience. I mean, you could well, frankly put in there anything because, you know, there's there's always people who want to provide some kind of tactical insight and shout it out. I think I've, I've limited myself now to encouraging people to try harder and maybe to shoot. Um, mm. And always they screw up and shank it. And I always regret shouting that. I've, I sit next to um, my mate Mark's dad um, sits with us. And um, he shouts, save it at the goalkeeper, <laughs> which is brilliant. Save it. I, I quite like to shout, kick it in the net sometimes. <laughs> Score a goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so okay, We're, we are, we are leveling. It's, it's more, it's specifically the, the hoof, don't hoof it kind of. Yeah. Like, it, pair. It's in, yeah. Encouraging hoof ball and then complaining <laughs> when it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I could see that. I have I have no issue with that at all. I would say banishing it to room one hundred and one means we we would lose out on the feeling of 
um, superiority in respect of our perspectives and opinions, <laughs> and we lose someone to take the piss out of as well. But I, I know there's exactly. Plenty, there's know. plenty of other nonsense is things that you hear people shouting, isn't there? Save it, <laughs> and, and and I shout nonsense as well. It's not. It's not. I'm not. I'm, this isn't from a position of. I know more than everybody else. It no, isn't, isn't like that at all. It's just something that winds me up at football. It's a very specific, yeah, and that's exactly what we're here for. So I'm, I'm on board with that. We'll put that to the, we'll put that to the vote, and we'll see what Twitter has to say. And you're, you're really unfortunate because I just plucked this one. I've, I've been thinking about this obviously because what I don't. You're saying is, you're really unfortunate because I've got a really good one that's going to win. Well, is that what you're about to say, Rich? I yeah. I, I mean, I'm I, now you said that. That's what I was about to say. I've kind of set myself up for massive failure here. But I do think this is one that will appeal. You see, I've gone for people's pockets rather than their brains and mouths. I don't know where I'm going with this. So I do. I, I was going to say, I've Seb and I have both kind of tried to have a list of these so we don't pluck something from thin air that's just really tenuous each week. And this is one of the kind of ones that I've had in my back pocket and waited for the right time. And I thought, well, I've got to raise my game for you, Mikey. And I've also just lost two on the bounce. So I am chucking, I'm offering up for Football Room 101, um, professional football clubs um, changing their home and away strips every single season. I okay. think it's a cynical um, ploy to try and squeeze as much money out of supporters as much as we can. I think it also, you know, there's lots of reasons for this one. I think the, the economics is, I can understand, you know, a League One club, I can kind of vaguely understand trying to get as much money out of, of people as possible, but I do find it quite cynical. But I, I found it really ironic, and we mentioned this in the pod before, we had the, the most sustainably built or manufactured away shirt ever by Adidas last season, a weird kind of powder blue thingy that was made out of bottles or something. And the irony was seemingly lost to most people that that shirt, the most sustainable one ever, was dispensed of within a season. You know, so historically, I loved the ability. You know, if it's if it's a good shirt, then let's have it for two seasons. You know, the the punch promotion shirt was a great shirt. We got to enjoy that for two seasons. We spent spent forty quid. We got two years out of it. I mean, I'm still wearing it now, for goodness' sake. So, but but. I liked the fact that you've got the overlap. One year you change the home shirt, the next year you change the away shirt and you get two years out of it. I just think in a world of climate change, sustainability, carbon footprint, whatever you want to call it, football clubs just churning out shirts that last a season and, and are particularly forgetful as well. I think if you had the... Um, if you do that a shirt was going to last for two years, you do your best to make sure it looked half decent. And I think in the modern era, particularly with our Adidas kits, which are okay, not too many of them particularly memorable, I think it allows you to get away with the meh kind of shirts. Like, oh, it'll be good in the season. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. Whereas I think a bit more thoughtfulness and a bit more consideration for the planet, I would advocate for two-year rotations for... Okay, so I'm I'm not going to try and influence the the vote, Rich, because because I'm better than that. But you're you're putting supply and demand into Room 101. Is that is that correct? I'm putting in capitalism into Room 101. I'm putting um corporate greed into Room 101. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that one. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a difficult one because football shirts are a massive revenue driver, and you know the shirt sales from this season for Ed Sheeran sponsorship um, are a massive thing. And you know, if there's a new shirt next season with Ed Sheeran's name on it, you know, that sponsorship's still TBC. It's a big mm. revenue driver for the club. I do get that, mm. but I also know that shirt prices keep creeping up. You know, we're quite fortunate. I think at League One level, that fifty quid is pretty much par yeah they're not be... they're not they're not doing the different layers of um like the england what? shirts he for example, Rising where... do that you know there's no. a there's a fan shirt and a stadium shirt isn't there where mm. one's 50 quid and one's 120 quid you know wow that's coming and i think therefore i would encourage um more um i i think the backing behind this nomination is purely the waste of football shirt just being dispensed with with the season um as long as they end up you know and then simon milton will say we do really great work recycling and reusing shirts for mm. kids around the world particularly in africa and that's a good thing and we'd miss out on that so anyway it's a nuanced yeah. debate and your and your collection wouldn't be quite so big would it rich <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's partly i'm running out of wardrobe space yeah so that's it's a selfish what, what, one so you what would it take for you not to buy the Ipswich home shirt each season, Rich? So I, so I, at the moment, I like the design of the Adidas shirts. I, I, I don't have every, I've, I think there's maybe two or three shirts, maybe one or two shirts since the 90s that I don't have. And it's mm. to be fair, it is a collection thing rather than the shirts are great. You know, it's more that I just, it's like completing my Panini sticker album. It's that kind of mentality. Only the stickers are 50 quid football shirts. Um, I am on the fence about buying this season's home shirt um, purely because it isn't particularly imaginative in respect of the design. I get the Ed Sheeran thing. Um, that doesn't particularly excite me, but I don't have a problem with it. But I just i am not excited by it. But what will happen, Mikey, is there'll be a Black Friday deal or end of season sale and it will go on for 15, 20 quid <clears throat> and I will buy it then just because it's cheap and it will allow me to complete the collection. So I'm fickle. So what you've done is you've you've caught me in a trap. But <laughs> just remember what I was talking about a few minutes ago rather than what I just said now. Um, so we will put that to the vote. It's, so we it's funny, to... really, Rich, because the idiot that shouts instructions at the players has tried to put idiots <laughs> shouting instructions to the players into Room 101. And the guy that buys every single Ipswich Town shirt every season near enough He's trying to put shirts coming out every season to Rue 101, but it just show, just shows that we're hypocrites or, yeah. we're, or we're idiots. Either way, so there you go. We've we, it's like therapy. This we've, we've put this hypocrisy is, into Rue 101 next. Put, week. Yeah, we just agreed that we're both wrong or right, and we'll just yeah, we'll call the whole thing off. No, we will put it to you and um, let um, economics or sustainability versus idiocy, idiocy, or hypocrisy or whatever you want to call it in respect we, i need to find a really short definition for what you're putting into because yeah. <laughs> i might just, have to spread it just put in in quotes get rid of it yeah i think that i think people will know what that means yeah who fit don't who fit yeah maybe we'll do that good stuff well we'll um we'll come back to that ne that next week and you'll be donating your points to seb's tally so um on his behalf thank you or or not if you if if we if if it's a it's a resounding victory for me but um that's excellent stuff thank you mikey and as always this is now tradition 
I'll let you enjoy our Chavi theme music for this feature one more time. So that is your lot. Um, thank you, Mikey, for all of your contributions, your research, your effort, and um, your predictions. We will come back and test those. We will see how your Football Room 101 um, bid went as well. But thank you again for um, for joining us for that. Um, some plugs for bits and pieces. What I will do is I will, for those of you who are watching on the YouTube, I will stick where you can find us at our various social media locations. Um, there are, um, as I mentioned at the start, and I threatened to do this, um, there is a live show that you can rewatch from Wednesday night with um, Ben and Joe, um, available in our usual places on our YouTube and on our podcast feed. The flagship show um, is back. We are recording Sunday night. We have done a few early recordings. Um, this will not be the case because we are enjoying our Sundays respectively. Um, so Joe Craig would join me to talk through Bolton v Ipswich, Ipswich 2, Bolton 1, or 1 or whatever it ends up being um, on Sunday. So that will be out on our normal Monday at 7 a.m. time slot. So keep a lookout for that. Um, Mikey, where can we find you on Twitter or Instagram or wherever? What's the latest social media that we should be getting into? Because, you know, you're the guy with the finger <laughs> on the pulse, Premier, you know, media savvy guy like yourself. You can, yeah, you can find me on Tick talk Whoa, uh, no, you definitely can't um yeah at mikey underscore smith one three on twitter and mikey pen smith on instagram fantastic um, um and I, and i'll let you I, I will let you think about this right now um, i'm going to come to you for the final word as well so i know you've got one in your locker maybe go for a different one given we've mentioned um a certain previous manager before and he's saying um and you can find me at Ipswich, um, and, um, and and I'm on Instagram now as well, also at Ipswich. Um, so do come and say hello there. Um, um, yeah, I'll, I'll try and make that as, as exciting an experience as I can do with Instagram. Um, Mikey, once again, thank you so much um, for joining us this time around. Thanks for having and me. I will, and, and I'll let you sign off for us. Get rid of the bloody thing, Talon. <laughs> It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.